minutes before three o'clock. We have a big show today. Big show. No guests. But um, Miss Alexandria is not on a delay, nor is she on the <laughs> phone. Hi. Hiya. Hello, hello. Let me set up the rest of the week for the audience and for you as as well, because I have to move you around. Okay. Um, so tomorrow, uh, because I forgot to put Judge Navarre on my calendar last week, I had to move the the, the drinking people. And that was your friend Katie? That's Katie, yeah. From Brewski Bites. So Katie's uh-huh. tomorrow. And also um, Dave Ailing from Heavy. He That's the beer spot that's opened up in the basement of Toledo Spirits. Oh, nice. Um, then Thursday, um, I need... I need to move you. I need to move you to Friday if you're amenable to that. Um, I don't know what he likes to be called now, but he's getting more involved in the community. He is a former local rapper. He could still be a local. I, I don't know, um, but he's starting a, a, a arts and cultural center over on the east side. So C Fifth will be on, and he goes way back with Philip. So I'm gonna, you know, give that as a little surprise to Philip, and then Yumi and Bethany on Friday. Very good. We can preview and practice our screams, your screams for the Haunted Hydro. Oh, my God. Thomas is so excited. I just, I feel like I'm going to have a good time just because the weather will be nice. I'll probably pregame before I come, too. So I I won't be the one driving. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Um, so I have to ask your insight, uh, and tap into your nephews, Mm -hmm. um, shortly, but first let's start. Um, I, I am, I'm in the running. I opted in this morning. I wanted to see how quick or difficult or impossible it was to get in the running for, uh, the DeWine dollars. And the toughest thing for me was remembering that, um, the rec center is in Maumee, not Toledo. I didn't have to put in a driver's license number. I didn't have to get my vaccine card. It was easy. Are you opted in? I am also opted in. It sounds like they're just going to um, maybe call you. So if you are the winner, I don't know how they'll determine if you're the winner. I could have swore I saw DeWine say that when you register, you'll be provided a number and then they'll draw that number. And if that's your number, then you won. So I don't know how they will determine who has won. Like maybe they'll say, uh, vaccinated person based out of Toledo, Ohio, you're a winner. If you get a call from us in 10 minutes, congratulations. Like, I don't know. How's that going to work? I, I mean, this came together really fast and I have a lot, just like I had questions and, and Maj corrected me. She's like, all of your names are in a state database. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, sure we are. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it would be kind of neat if they, I don't know, you can't do like a big media event, but it would be kind of neat if he did it during one of his uh, weekly or however however many times a week he's doing these press conferences, call the name out there. I mean, have some fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm excited. Strangely enough. And I was talking to Jordan and he's like, this is the closest I've ever been to a million dollars. It's like, I think, I think me too. I get how many, um, let me ask Siri this. Hey Siri, what's the population of Ohio? Are you kidding me? The one time, do you know what the population is here before I look it up? No. So the population is 11.69 million. And let's say, what, are you okay saying half of the people are vaccinated? About 40%, but by the time the drawings come, I bet you it'd jump up to at least 50. Okay, so you gotta rule out um, how many kids. kids. So we're at, we'll call it 5 million, rule out what, 2 million? So like a one in 3 million chance? Yeah. Is it too? I'm. I'm. I, I want to test Maj. Like I want to go get another kind of. Or hell, I'll just double up on the Moderna. And oh my god! I, like if that increases my chances. Like you know how when you're buying raffle tickets, the more you buy, the more you save. Let's do that. So I, the same. I think around the same time, and maybe I was just feeling myself because remember I considered um, buying a ticket for the St. Jude home because yeah. I'm like it's a hundred bucks. But then when I realized you could buy fifty at a time, I was like, oh, I hope people aren't dropping five thousand dollars like to you know to be in the running for the St. Jude home. And here I am, like a hundred bucks is a lot to me at the moment. So yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'll, I'll pass. 
I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Save uh, save the, the housing thoughts for something later in the podcast. But okay. yeah, the first drawing is next Wednesday. I don't know the time or anything. And there's some fine print, but nothing that I saw that was scary. Like, I, I, I mean, it's not like I'm winning Powerball and three quarters of a billion dollars. It's a million bucks. There are a lot of millionaires across the country. It's life-changing money in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? Before I posted something... Um, today on Facebook, and for whatever reason, my post didn't go very far today, but that's fine. Um, I gave it second, third, and fourth thoughts because so Prometica is creating some type of remembrance statue. I heard about that. And if I'm not mistaken, I think about 800 people have died in Lucas County. Mm. Um, and death is is probably the worst thing you're going to suffer from from COVID. I mean, yes, your life could be ruined by losing a job, but let's just say death is really, really bad. Um, I think we're up to like 580,000 Americans at this point. The Promatica thing will be a, a local thing. But you remember back in December, my good uh, longtime friend's dad died like mm-hmm. in days. Yeah. Had COVID, was getting better, blood clot in his lung, dead in the ambulance. Yeah. So I wanted to, she lives in Indiana. She lives in South Bend. And I, she doesn't do Facebook stuff, but I asked her, I said, how do you feel about the state giving away that money? And, you know, Ashley's a pretty tough girl, um, but I wanted to get her take on it because there are a lot of people, forget about I'm not getting vaccinated, people who have like lost loved ones over this. And I'm curious of their opinion. Have you come across anybody like that? Who has opinions about what we're doing? No, just, well, that they have lost loved ones and now yeah. it's become a bit of an incentive. I don't want to use the word bribery, but but lottery. And even if, you did, even if I did back of the napkin math of people getting back to work and saving lives moving forward, I think this is a very good, if not great, financial investment of $5 million. And I'm sorry for all the lives yeah. that we lost, but to prevent more lives from being lost and ruined, this is a good thing. I have not come across, I, I do have people in my life who lost someone to COVID specifically. And it was like that, that alone was incentive enough to get vaccinated. So that was incentive enough to take it serious and incentive enough to get vaccinated because they're like, oh my gosh, somebody died. They weren't supposed to die. This is devastating. We're getting vaccinated immediately. So it was like, they just took it more serious. Although I feel like they would have done that anyway, but, um, I'm curious how many people did seriously lose someone or I had heard from someone else. This person survived, but they were in the hospital for so long that the bill is like close to a a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like it's just that expensive. So um, I think there are plenty of people that are like, "Um, we're going to get vaccinated. We're not playing around. It would be nice. Maybe one of the, I hope actually all five of these, Winners, it means something life-changing for them. Yeah. Whether it's, and I hope it's something COVID-related. I mean, if it's not, that's fine. But I don't think the Urbanskis have gotten their medical bill yet. They're (laughs) just a middle-class Toledo family. Yeah. I, I, I know Bethany said it was going to be a lot. I don't think she gave us a number, but I, I'm, I hope we get some great stories out of this, and that's. Well, I also think the the governor wanted to do this and maybe he'll trust people to do the best thing, the right thing where, you know, let's say somebody who wins it um, lost somebody or has a friend that has been devastated financially because of COVID bills or being out of work. It would be a great story and maybe I'm thinking it's going to be too poetic and giving people too much credit, but... You know, the winner takes 10 grand and then the rest, they just start paying off people's medical bills. Yeah, I just, I, it's, it is sad at the, you know, but also it's really nice at the same time that there's so many people that I know that have already like mapped out what they're going to do with this money. Like Jordan and I were just talking about that today and I was like, it would literally change my life. And I got back to the conversation that you and I had yesterday and it's like people like me have no idea what it's like to not live with struggle and p and i'm pretty like good i'm pretty i wouldn't say i'm well off but i'm doing well for myself so what about those young adults and families that may never get to where even i'm at you know what i mean and the possibility of a million dollars for some reason it just seems so close this time compared to when there's a couple million and you're playing the lottery it just seems so close and you really think about it and you're like this would be life-changing and there's people that walk around with this much money and they're you know what i mean and it's like nothing to them 
I think it's personal because this is different than a lottery ticket or the St. Jude thing. It is. Like, literally foreign chemicals were injected into your body, and your DNA was slightly rewritten to uh, keep a virus at bay. So I totally totally understand what you're thinking. And um, now I'm thinking badly about this, like the Alanis Morissette song, however ironic goes, like somebody who... (laughs) Has COVID, wins, but they got vaccinated, and then they die. I mean, I'm curious to see how the winners play out. And, I mean, we, we do need we need some more happy endings. We could all use some good yeah. news at this point in time. Yeah, I, exactly. And so I do, I do hope it goes to that deserving person or that deserving hell. I hope it goes to us. But, you know, if it cannot go to us, which there's a large possibility, I would hope that it goes to a deserving person. Yeah, five of them. Um, Five of them. Not great news, but it, I was disappointed when I read it, but then I tried to find the bright side in it. So there was a story on 13 ABC today that says that um, some they spoke to Planned Pethood. And I guess some people oh. who are going back to work yeah. are giving back their animals. Um, now, look, circumstances happen, just like we were talking about. Maybe somebody was close to financial ruin and their job didn't come back and they had to take, take a job where they're working an extra 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, com- I understand, but we don't know those stories. So I'm just going to blame people who, who are like, this is too hard. I can't do mm-hmm. this anymore. Like, those are the people I'm angry at. But you know what? Now these animals will be in better homes with people who can actually take care of them like somebody like me. I hope so, because, yeah, you're right. Like, it, it, I saw that, too, and I'm just like, that's so sad. Is that really why it's happening? Like, is that really why it's happening? Because people are going to work and they can't keep up with their dogs anymore? That's outrageous, you know, but... I, I get it. Like, a year ago, it was, like, the perfect time to take up hobbies or adopt an animal because you want to be home to... Tra- we'll use dogs as the example here, or even cats, I guess. You want to be home to monitor the, their behavior, and you're never going to be home like you're home now. Mm-hmm. And like we always put on people's radar, have some foresight. You will... This is not going to last forever, even though it seemed like that. So I don't want to destroy everybody, but there is at least an, a handful of people who have... Um, rehomed dogs or giving them back because it didn't work out. Now, I, I would really like to know the specifics of each situation so that I could judge them accordingly. But for the sake of doing the podcast, you bastard, it's not like a part-time adoption. You're not renting this dog. It's for life. Yeah, and, it, and that dog's entire life. Like, it's for, you know, a long time for you, but that dog's entire life. So, like, just be responsible, please. The dogs, um, they have their appointments next week to get all all buttoned up. And then we will once again recommence the dog hunt. Oh, really? I have to go get, um, I have to take Sunny back to the vet. She was supposed to go in April, but I was really sick. And they heard me on the phone when they called. And they're like, are you dropping her off? And I was like, I think I should wait. (laughs) So I have to take her back. She's got to get a teeth cleaning and just her annual. How much does her teeth cleaning cost? It costs me nothing. I pay per month with them, so I pay a monthly like membership. Got it. So her annual visit and teeth cleaning and all the bells and whistles don't cost a thing. What's that run? Uh, thirty bucks. So like three hundred and sixty a year. Yeah, just about, and it's more than worth the. It also covers like um, a certain number of urine urine tests. Like if I have to bring her in for like a surprise visit, like if she's sick, it'll cover the testing for that up to a couple times a year. And then a large percentage off of x-rays and all that good stuff. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, I don't think I take the boys to community pet care on, on the trail in Detroit, which always confuses people where that is, but they do intersect. They're mm-hmm. very inexpensive, like almost jaw droppingly inexpensive, but the boys are getting to the age where they're probably going to need some more things. So I would, I, I don't think I would ever do pet insurance, but something like that would be, um, I mean, look, we live in a membership and subscription world and I don't have a problem with it. Like, except for Panera, which my Panera hasn't been open for like a week now. So somebody I used to work with who I will not name her name because we don't speak of that name around here. Um, she had an elderly dog and her, that was how I learned about it from, uh, for Sunny and Pete was she had an elder, elderly dog. She paid a monthly subscription for her elderly dog to go to Banfield and it was like he all of his visits were you know kind of covered and it was a really good deal it ended up paying for itself based on how many times she needed to go so 
I was, I remember before I even got my dogs, there were so many people that didn't want me to have them. And they're like, you won't be responsible for them. You won't be able to do this. And I'm like, fuck you all. I've been paying them on my dogs for months. And you're probably going to pay roughly that per year per dog. Right. Um, so it's, uh, I'm going to look at that because Banfield is inside PetSmart, right? Yep. I go to the one in Perrysburg. Sunny used to love Dr. Burke, but now she goes to Dr. Leopold. Okay. Um, I could use your insight on this. Okay. Um, so the, the crew came over last night, Amanda and Pierce. Pierce was uh-huh. not, he was not probably not comfortable. So we were not real interactive, but uh-huh. we walked. He was in his little wagon thing. I fed him some uh-huh. fry. Oh, so uh, there was what looked like a little Easter egg across uh-huh. the street from where I live. And Amanda's like, is that a robin's egg? Like, oh, I don't know. There's plenty of robins around here, but it looked like a little candy egg. Leave yeah. it to the four-year-old to find <gasps> out. Oh, and no. it was definitely, it was definitely a robin's egg. Did he drop? He dropped it. He kind of like squished it in his hands. So, <laughs> Poor I mean, thing. one way or another, that that egg was in a bad spot. So, but I wanted to ask you. Um, okay. I, I should have asked sooner, and I think I brought it up in passing before. And I, I have so many people to tap into for this, but now I want to get more definitive data rather than the things I remember. Uh-huh. So he is a picky eater and sometimes, I mean, but then uh, no parameters here, no boundaries. He's a picky eater and she thinks that she gives him, she thinks at times she gives him too much fast food. Like last night he had Wendy's chicken nuggets and fries. Uh-huh. Um, he eats olives. He likes peas. He drinks a lot of milk. He likes water. Um, he doesn't eat a lot of the things that she cooks, but I, I, every time she brings that up, I'm like, he's four. Like, yeah. this is what he does. Like, you're just be happy that his foods, his different foods are allowed to touch and he will still eat them without, um, without, pa- and he's a grazer too. Yeah. And he's not underweight by any means. So of the, of all the things I shouldn't be offering her parenting advice on, which is most things. I'm like, I know a bunch of little kids. This is how they eat. You're totally fine. So my nephews, and, and I'm sure that's the question. Yep. Anytime my brother and Michelle cook dinner, Colin always has chicken nuggets and French fries that are cooked for him in the air fryer. So he gets his own dinner. And if it's not chicken nuggets, it's hot dogs that are cooked in the microwave and then cut up for him. Or maybe it's pizza. For Andrew, it used to be quesadillas. Like she would pop in some cheese quesadillas because he didn't want to eat what the adults were eating. Or it's, you know, they're picking up McDonald's or they're picking up some Burger King. So, yeah, like it's really common. I mean, I think that their menu of food that they will eat is very small. Andrew is Andrew will be six in July and Colin just turned three on Sunday. So um, what they will eat is very small. Like she may cut up some strawberries and put it in there. We have to be a little different with Andrew because he's a diabetic now. So the food that he eats is also a little different. But for Colin... Chicken nuggets and fries is usually what I see him eating that gets prepared in the air fryer while Michelle is making like Zupa or something in the kitchen for her and my brother. Yeah, there's a reason why the kids' menus on yeah. every menu in Mac and history cheese. is we can all <laughs> recite them and you just went down most of them. Yeah. Um, like I, I just try to tell just be happy he's eating. And, and he's a grazer. He's a little kid. He's not overweight by any means. And he doesn't not eat. So, and again, I've had enough friends who have kids who have had kids of that age and like they have, they like what they like. It's chicken nuggets, it's fries. And then they mix in some of these weird things. Like Mm -hmm. I said, he likes to eat black olives out of like a little cup. That's Um, funny. He likes peas. Um, That's, that's kid eating. I mean, we were like that, right? Like. It yeah. took me till I was an adult to not think onions was the most disgusting thing you could put inside your body. So I was a very young kid when I learned I didn't like fish. And I also hate, absolutely hate, to this day, I hate cheddar broccoli rice. And I hate um, those potatoes that are sliced and that are cooked in cheese. But it's actually a powder, not cheese. 
it's like those sliced potatoes that come in a pack and yeah i hate those au jus or au jus potatoes or whatever i hate them so much and my parents would routinely make them and i would have to sit at the dinner table until it was almost bedtime sitting in front of my food and they're like you're gonna sit here until you eat it and i was like well i'm not gonna eat it so i'm just gonna sit here or if i did have to eat it i would literally be crying hysterically while i'm eating it (laughs) Like, I hate I, it. I had those times <laughs> when I was a kid in the 80s, too. You you either eat this or you eat nothing, or you don't leave the table until, like, half of the vegetables are gone. There was all kinds of uh, militant and draconian <laughs> rules of finishing dinner yes. when we were a kid. And do you remember, did you ever do this where you were a kid where you chewed with your teeth only so you yes. didn't have to taste it? Or so swallow. Like, you said, and then you would chew it with your teeth only and then like swallow it really quickly before you gagged. Yes. Like we we legitimately didn't like that stuff. Like it was just like we didn't like it. <laughs> so, or, or it was something where you didn't dislike it. You just didn't want to eat it. And it was like, it's... <laughs> make me gag like you like you're faking throwing up so if i have a mom like amanda where she's feeding me like she's eating her food but i get food that she knows that i like i would be incredibly grateful because i didn't get that shit growing up although my parent i did end up eating like a lot of stuff like chinese food and you know all of that so yeah your taste changes you get older always like even you know to this day even as an adult your taste will change yeah yesterday um i had taken he had a couple of chicken nuggets in his car seat, and I took one, and I gave one to Andre, and then I put the other one in my pocket. Well, we had walked around the block once, and then I was like, what is that? And I pulled it out of my pocket and fell on the ground. I had it in my hand. He took it out of my hand and ate it. <laughs> I mean, she's like, he needs to have germs introduced to his body. So, yeah, his eating stuff is not concerning, considering some not of the other, all. the other challenging that he has with, you know, being autistic, and he's been bouncing around daycares, so, but... He's a, he's a good yeah. little boy. I think she's just fine. Literally just fine. Um, there was something in the blade today. I don't know if you saw it. I think it might have popped up on the other news site. Something about adding some registration fees for short-term rental places. Um, and I, I think that there is a predatory aspect of that. And there might be in some places. And things are especially hairy right now with... Um, with housing and how it's the harder it is to find a house, the more expensive it's going to be to rent. But something jumped out at me in the store, uh, jumped out at me in the story. And I'll read you this, this excerpt, Sonny Uh Blevins. You don't happen to know him, do you? No. Sonny Blevins has a basement apartment in his South Toledo home. He's been renting through Airbnb for four years. Mm. He's he's considered a super host by Airbnb, and he's hosted nearly 4,000 guests and renters from 38 countries. In addition to meeting new people and showing off Toledo, he said operating a short-term rental has changed his life financially. I would like to have him on the podcast because I need to exercise a little wanderlust from... 38 countries, 4,000 people. My, uh, I had a friend do this in Sylvania, and she said she's had foreigners come through and had some very interesting stories. Like, I don't know how crazy I am about... Comp- I, I know that Airbnb checks these people out, but I would love to exchange stories with these people. So where do you go? I have a girlfriend that lives in Nashville, and she will rent her apartment out. Um, if she's traveled, she would go to Atlanta to visit her family, so when she would go to Atlanta, she would list her apartment... And people would stay in her apartment. She's like, oh, I'm just getting some towels and stuff out and ready to go. And I'm just like, I don't know if I could, I don't know how comfortable I would feel doing that. But then also, like, where does he live then? Is it just, does he, is that his rental property instead of him renting to like long-term tenants? He does it via Airbnb or, you know what I mean? Like, where do you go? I've heard of some people like going to a friend's house or going to stay in a hotel because they'll get more money back, like renting out an Airbnb. I find that to be interesting. He has, I'll read, I'll read it again. Not, not that I'm calling you stupid by any means, but it was a little confusing to me too. He oh. has a basement apartment in his South Toledo home. So maybe he's got Oh, a, got it. Okay. Maybe, and he's, maybe he's got a, a big house uh, or a bigger, a bigger house or just it's him. I don't know what it, that's why I'd like to talk to him and, and ask him about some of the fascinating people he has met in his time doing this. That's very cool. That's a very long time. And also, is it sounds like it's lucrative for him. So it's, yeah. it's, it sounds, if you bought a house and you had a detached garage, like I wonder if it would be a good investment to turn that garage into like a little home 
that you can, you know what I mean, rent out via Airbnb or whatever. But um, yeah, that's that's actually a really good topic idea for a podcast. I'd be interested to be on that. Um, let me pull the other thing up that connects with that. Uh, uh, uh. And and the uh, regulation aspect of it. Like, I think the city wanted to charge like 50 bucks. And again, it was not stuff that I was, that I was super interested in. But I think we both agree that, you know, there are always new things being created. And we have to regulate these things in some ways because there's always people who will try to take advantage. I will say, though, I went online to 419 Rentals just to, like, take a look and see what they had. There's only one house available for rent. It's $1,600. Let's make that 17 because it's, like, 1695 for a three-bed, one-bath. And I'm just like, who in their right mind? Like, that's, like, a $300,000 house payment. You know what I mean? And it's not a, it, the house is maybe in the 120s worth. Just It's just in Sylvania. Oh, sorry. Somebody's coming up the road with loud music. It's wild. Tis the, tis the season. It's wild times uh, and more housing stuff to come. Yeah. Um, but I came across something on um, CNBC today. The top 10 countries where expats are happiest with work, life, and cost of living. So a lot of people have taken advantage of COVID and gone to safer, smaller, better places for them. And uh, there's a list here. And then I'll have Janet uh, check in with us. Uh-huh. I have always wanted to do more traveling, but I have dogs. Uh-huh. I'm a coward. Uh, not really a coward. I'm very impatient. Like, I don't know. I, it would be hard for me to do like 28 hours of travel, including seven time zones. Um, and when it comes to doing like what Philip did, I know there are, these are hurdles I can overcome. But um, I guess I'm most concerned about like uh, my health. Like, uh-huh. what about my health insurance? And maybe a little bit a language barrier, depending on where I went. But mostly, like, what happens when my Cymbalta runs out? Like, it, can I get, like, a year? So that's one thing, because that keeps me wired correctly. But I've always wanted to, to explore more of this wanderlust, and that's why this article caught my attention. So I know you can get travel insurance. Um, so you can, you can purchase insurance just for the time that you're traveling. Um, you can travel with your medications. It just has to go in your checked bag, not in your, um, I believe it goes in your check, your checked bag under the plane, like a cargo plane bag. Um, but it was funny when I went to visit Karis, her family, like I, her aunt Rosalind, may she rest in peace. Cause she did pass away since I came back. Um, she's like, Ross, Alex didn't get travel insurance. And she looked at me and she was like, are you daft? <laughs> like, are you dumb? And I was just like, no, I'm only going to be here three weeks. I'll be fine. Where Rosalind was traveling and she like got really sick, sick and ended up in the hospital, like overseas for a long time. And then Karis got really sick here before she had insurance. She was living here, but she didn't have insurance at the time. And it was really rough for her trying to manage her getting insurance. And it was, it was actually terrible. I was there with her at the hospital and it was just rough. So I know about the travel insurance. I'm more thinking like if I ever, if I ever didn't have dogs or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to live in blank for six months. Uh-huh. I only get like a three month prescription of Cymbalta. And then after that, like, so it's like the little things like that, that have kept me from, from, really following through with some of these and also giving up my job, which is, which would be very hard to do. Yeah. 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 That's true. But I, I don't know though. It's a good experience. You, not that you should give up your job, but I do think you should travel more. Let me give you, uh, the 10 places that, uh, people from here have gone to live and, um, they've enjoyed. They're fairly predictable, I guess. Number mm-hmm. 10, number 10, I'd like to visit Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Canada. Number eight, Ecuador. Interesting. Uh, number seven, Australia. Okay. Number six, right around the corner from there or across the, uh, whatever that is, uh, whatever they call it, New Zealand. Nice. Number five, Portugal. Nice. Number four, I'd like to visit here as well, Malaysia. Okay. Number three, Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. I could definitely do that. That's not a long trip at all. Me- I'm shocked. Mexico is number two, probably because it's so inexpensive to live there in some ways. The um, retirees. Was it you that I shared a documentary with I was watching where there were retirees in Mexico and they were talking about how cost effective it was and how much they love their life? No. It was good. Um, there's a girl that I know that lived here or lived in mm-hmm. Grand Rapids, Michigan, and she moved to Tulum. Um, oh. 
And yeah, like once you get everything set up, American money goes really far there. So, mm-hmm. and the number one spot was Taiwan. If you want to go, Taiwan. I wonder how much of that is connected to the military, because you were naming names, and there's a couple people that I know that live in those areas, but they're there working for the U.S. military, but just based out of those locations, and not just deployed, like actual family. You know, Tretch did across and are living in, in some of those locations. And there's no European countries. That's interesting. They haven't managed COVID. I actually just read this last night. They haven't managed COVID really well. And they have not distributed vaccines really well because the EU mm. is like all the states here. Yeah. E- everybody does things a little bit differently. They haven't, um, something with AstraZeneca over there. So it's, it's it, Portugal is European, but... I mean, they're so isolated, but I know what you're talking about, like the Germanys and maybe the cost of living is higher in some of those places because there's, they're bigger cities too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. In the bigger cities, the cost of living is definitely a lot higher and kind of unreasonable in my opinion. Um, But yeah, I mean, that makes sense. New Zealand, I I would, I think New Zealand is like top of the list as far as um, like high quality places for people to move in general, right? You want to be a Kiwi? I do want to be a Kiwi. Um, Janet should be calling us, but let me do a quick traffic report, okay? Okay. Just one incident to pass along. It's 475 westbound right before Talman's usually busy area, so avoid that if you can. You've got slow traffic going back to Secor. That is your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. wonder where Janet would go. Um... I feel like somewhere tropical. I think she would want to go to Singapore. I would go to Singapore as well. My aunt has been to Singapore twice. Thomas and I really want to go and just kind of piggyback on the places that she went. So hopefully. Yeah, I would I would love to go over there. But a lot of the places that I think I would enjoy most mm-hmm. require like you got to do two weeks. Yeah. Uh, how, yes. How long did you go to Ireland for? Almost three weeks. Three weeks. So I was, and and when I went, I did exact. So I went there and then I traveled from our, um, Scotland because it's cheaper. So for me to go to Paris, it was like less than 600 bucks. Did you take Karis to Paris? She, yeah, we went together. We went and well, went to the Louvre and did all the, all the fun stuff in Paris um, while I was visiting her. And so when I come to visit her again, so I'm going to go visit her one more time before I like settle down and have a kid and we're the whole family. We're all going to go to Cairo. <gasps> I want to go. We're going to go to Cairo. Her dad, they're, they're travel people. So her dad's one of his travel stories was Pompeii and they go to Spain all the time because their Spain is our Mexico. Like how people go to Cancun, right. they go to, they go to Spain. Um, and, but when we, when I go back, we're going to go to Cairo for like a week. Janet, where's the most exotic place you've ever been? Um, Belize. I think Belize is pretty exotic. It's beautiful there. I I mean, that's where I think I think it's beautiful. I like places that are isolated where there's not there's not a lot of tourists there and I like to go places where you know it, it's off season. I love Bar Harbor when it's off season. You know, places like that because I don't like being around people very much. My sister, you know, so my sister went to where Bermuda. Have you gone? Me or Alex? Ask Alex. Where have you gone, Alex? No, I'm talking to Alex. Uh, tropical? Mm, yes. Just Mexico. I've been to Mexico twice. Um, I would say that's it. I've not been anywhere tropical. I went to Europe and I did like a little European trip a couple years ago, but that was really it. Europe is fun. I love we London did, and different places like that. A lot of so fun. I, I was in Scotland, so we did go all the way to the coast. So we went to the coast where I could see across to Ireland, and that was tropical. It was cold at the time, but it, like I think that's their version of tropical. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Janet, cool. it is a delight to hear your voice again. Was the psychic fair um, a success? It was wonderful. I mean, we, we really, we were so busy. I was so drained at the end of the day that I actually went home and I sat in my chair like I always do for almost two hours before I could get up. It was just (laughs) exhausting because people come up to me and they, 
you know, they're just being, you know, wonderful and kind and nice and blah, blah, blah. But it's just, it was exhausting. Yeah. I get exhausted by too much. You know, I can't handle a lot of stimulation. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot. And people are coming up and they're kissing on me, hugging me, doing this and that. And I just, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I get tired. I mean, I get tired because I, you know, when you work alone, you know, like I do, you know, I see clients and all that, but I still work alone. Mm-hmm. I'm in this office all the time. So when I go to, you know, these events and there's a lot of talk, a lot of stimulation, a lot of this, I'm like completely exhausted. So totally. But it was wonderful. It was just wonderful. People are just so nice. And I mean, they're just, just nice. Everybody was great. So I thank all of you for promoting it and, you know, being wonderful and everything. Mm-hmm. So how are you guys doing? Good. I'm really good today. I was out in the yard gardening. It was yeah. a nice day, nice and warm. Thank you you sound really good. And how about you, young young man? Young man. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. yeah every, everything's fine. It, we're moving. We're in my time of year with a lot of sunshine, a lot of warm weather. So I'm I'm good. My dad might be coming. Well, my dad is likely coming next weekend. So. Oh, he is? Yeah. That's nice. My That's mom's exciting. going to Florida. Uh, what's, what's that, Alex? My mom's going to Florida. For another... Uh, another uh, Whatever yep. you want to call it. A Continuation of her hot girl summer. Yes, I was going to say gangbang, but that's not it. <laughs> no, oh, that's my not gosh. It. Listen to you with your, your little conversation there. Oh, my gosh. He needs to be spanked. Honestly, uh, gosh. He I, might actually enjoy it, so yes, forget it. you can spank yeah. me. Hey, um, so we haven't caught up. What's been going on astrologically? It's, it's hot, but that's just the sun. Tell us about the planets and all that stuff. Well, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of things happening. We have a full moon coming up on May 26th in the sign of Sagittarius. And as of uh, uh, May 13th, Jupiter, the planet that rules up opportunity, blah, 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 all that fun stuff, moved into Pisces. And it hasn't been in Pisces for a very long time. So it's in sync with a lot of things that are happening astral-wise. I mean, people are... I think it's a good aspect, and um, with, with Jupiter in the sign of Sag, I mean Jupiter in uh, Pisces, and the, and the full moon in Sagittarius, it's going to be kind of an interesting period. People might feel like they're a little bit on, a little bit on overload. I would say that for sure, because it's, but it's a good transit. We don't have anything negative going on. We do have uh, Mercury going into retrograde um, the end of the month. And that's all fun. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be kind of fun. You know, when we have Mercury in retrograde, communication's crazy, and people get a little goofy. But it's, but we have, I, I actually feel pretty good about things that are happening. I don't see a lot of really negative things happening as much as in the past. You know, we, last year was really hard, but it's interesting that there are, eliminating the mask and all these things are going on and you know i just i just feel like we're in a good phase of life mm-hmm. don't you feel it i mean i feel it i you do have to feel it i do it's a little exciting i was telling um eric i said i feel a little bit more related to vaximilian i said for some reason i feel a lot more hopeful than i would any other time and i don't know why it just feels nice to you know, be in, it's May and the weather's warming up and people, and I'm vaccinated and, you know, all this good stuff. Janet, I just think it feels good. Things Janet, feel light to me. They don't feel heavy. Yeah. Janet, yeah. Can you know, you, can it feels you, good. Can you give us uh, some idea of who besides me and Alex is going to win uh, the vaccination <laughs> money? Because I, I think I'm going to win it. Um, Alex deserves it. So that means that leaves $3 million left for about three million people um who's gonna win i don't know i mean i honestly i i can't really say i don't know i i mean i that i don't know i i wouldn't have to know more about it to be really give that opinion so mm. i'm really not sure what you're what what it's all about Wait, you but i but i feel i mean whoever is gonna win it i hope they deserve it i mean i hope that they're deserving of it I feel good about that, but honestly, I, I can't answer that to be, you know, to be specific. No, I don't know. Okay. I'm an astrologer. I'm not a psychic, though I am pretty intuitive in my realm of, you know, psychic ability. I am pretty psychic, but more, 
Yeah, you, you did more read, on the astrological. I don't know much about what's going on with it. You, you did read my mind earlier about wanting to be spanked, so you don't 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 sell yourself short when it comes to being a psychic. Um, more importantly, because we haven't talked in too damn long, uh, what yeah. show what shows have you been watching? I you, if I tell you, you'll laugh. I watch a lot of Ink Master. I love Ink Master oh. because I I love because I love people. I love the tattoo shows and I love all of that. That's what I like to watch. And I watch scary shows. I watch a lot of mysteries and stuff like that. But my, my honestly, my big thing is is more about. Um, I like things that are kind of interesting, com- competitions and things like that. So I, I'm watching Ink Master. In fact, I'm on uh, season 10. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy because oh. I don't have one tattoo on me. But I, but I do. You know, I don't have tattoos. No. But I love that stuff. Isn't that weird? No. You, no. Like, you like what you like. Like, I like motorcycle people. I like people that write motorcycles and a lot of that Hell's Angels stuff. And I'm, like, about as straight laced as they come. But, you know, <laughs> at the same time, I know it's weird, but I love all that stuff. It's, like, so, you know, phenomenal. It's totally out of my world, but it's interesting. Let, last but I like shows like like Unearth and Unearthing and stuff like that where they, um, you know, they go into Egypt and Pompeii and stuff like that. I love stuff like that. Too. What are you guys watching, Alex? Um, I'm Alex, watching a lot you of. Go first. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Drag Race because it's entertaining. Oh, see, you're you're exciting too. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love Drag Race. That's all that. See, that's all that competition stuff. Now I'm going to get into this. Now, see, I'm going to become obsessed with that now. <laughs> Good. You know what I mean? Um, I, I love that. I, I haven't watched much of anything lately. Um, last night I, and yesterday, I started a book, so we'll we'll see what, what I get. What book is that? It's called Clara and the Sun. Ooh! Do you know it? No. It's one of these network TV book picks, and there's some Nobel Prize. And I was listening to a podcast, and they recommended it. Um, and I dove in and I was like, this is actually pretty good. And you know, it's easy to read. I'm a very, I am not illiterate or stupid. I'm just a slow reader, but I'm moving through this pretty quickly. Like it's possible if I dig in, I can probably finish it in a week, which. Isn't it written by somebody who's Japanese or something? Yes. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. exactly what it's all about. I know, I know, I know what that is. I, I don't know much about it. But I do know that it has it. It's about something about some written by some somebody who's Japanese or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it but, is. Yeah, and I, I, but I don't know much about the the story. But it was something about a Pulitzer Prize or something like that. Cut. It reminds me the beginning of like Pinocchio because they're called AF's artificial friends, and they're, yeah. they're all in a store and kids come pick out an artificial friend like. Uh, Alex, who was the, the creepy? They watch people who browse and things like that. Yeah, Alex, who was the creepy thing when we were a kid? Maybe too young for you. Uh, was it My Buddy or Cabbage Patch Kids? Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Janet, I'm going to run. It is glorious to hear oh. your, your voice again. Yeah, loved, love hearing from you. If anybody would like a reading, they can call me at the office, 419-882-5510. But it is great. I'll talk to you guys next week. Janet, admit at AOL.com. You got it. Take care. Bye. 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 The great sorceress. She's wonderful. She is. Um, I guess one last thing. Uh, somebody bought the condo next to me for cash. Bastards. Um, Zillow's if I win that million dollars, I'm going to be that kind of person. Paying for, I mean, that's the way to get a, get a place these days. <laughs> Here's some cash, bitch. Take it. Um, and I, I can only speculate, but I, I think it's, it's plausible. Mm-hmm. So... Kind of out of nowhere, Ariana Grande married a normie, like mm-hmm. a, nor- a normal dude. His name is Dalton Gomez. I think she's. I think he's younger than she is. He looks like a baby. She looks and- like. She looks like a baby, and quite honestly, between you and I, the the songs that she's done lately that are hits, and she was elevating like with each album, but yeah. the stuff she sings about in the last handful of songs, it makes me uncomfortable. Because you know what they're doing? No, because, no, 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 because she looks 14. Just how I always felt that way when Selena Gomez would sing a really sexy, sultry song. I'm like, you look 12. I agree with that 100%. I have a hard time listening to a lot of Ariana Grande. I can't get into it. 
um, because I I feel like she's too young to be singing about what yes. she's singing about. Kind of like when I used to sing like my neck, my back, <laughs> like when I was young. <laughs> it's just it's it's not it's not right. But I think I mean he's not a famous person, but I think her now husband has got money. Like he's wealthy. Oh yeah. She by the way is. On D seven, and I think he's twenty five. Here's my here's my wow. theory. Here's my theory. Even though she has more money than the whole Grande family would ever need from what she's done with all the success in her career and all the hits she's had in concerts, blah blah. Um, I wonder if she married this guy. He's a real estate guy. I wonder if mm-hmm. she married him because she couldn't get into a house like you and Amanda. And she's like, forget it. I'll marry the real estate guy, so I have the hookup. Doubt it. I think she has a house. They showed her house. I'm pretty sure she got one. I mean, she's been famous for a long time, so she probably bought her house years ago. Like, Kylie Jenner bought a house at 20 or something like that, you know? Um, Maybe she wanted to upgrade and she needed the hookup. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. It, good for her. It does. It seems a little awkward. Like, when I was like, she got married, I said, whoa, isn't she kind of young? But then you said she's 27, and I said, 27 where? <laughs> like, right. that's and shame on me. Shame <laughs> Shame on me for thinking that, but I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Did you know Pete Davidson is dating the girl from Bridgerton, the main uh, character? Kind of, yes. That's interesting. Apparently, they're very serious. Yeah, and if, since we went down that path, do you know who Dominic West is? No. You would like him. Look up. Can you? Are you able to look him up quickly? I am. Let's see. Okay, so he's in the news today. Um, apparently, he had an affair with Lily James. Oh, yeah, I know exactly who Dominic West is. Yeah, yeah, he did have an affair with Lily James. And his there's a story today everywhere. His wife is talking about how great life is, and they're dedicated to one another. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know what happened, but she seems awfully wishy-washy and committed after what he did, after what he probably did. So the, there was all sorts of drama. Ironically, he's the star of the Showtime show, The Affair, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is, which I find to be ironic. But I remember when that came out because he did have a very public affair with Lily James, who I think was sort of in love with him, and he didn't leave his wife for her. And so Lily was like heartbroken. And I really like Lily James, but that's just a bad move. It was, it was a bad position for her to be in. And, and right, so they, they he chose to work it out with his wife instead of you know, leave his wife for, for Lily. And so Lily was just kind of left the odd man out, just completely heartbroken. Uh, and her name was in the news a couple of days ago because she's in the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee movie. Strange. Did you, Strange. did you see her? I, I couldn't rec- I couldn't tell the two apart. I could not tell that that was her, but I also am curious like how that's going to work because she, Lily James doesn't seem like the Pamela Anderson type. Like right. she's, she's very much like the, she'll be in Pride and Prejudice reboot or something like that, you know? I don't see her as Pam Anderson, but that doesn't mean she can't do it. I agree. Um, because I saw that she was, I, I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. She's then cute. I saw that she was in, what's that thing Amanda had me watch? Downton Abbey for like three seasons. Uh-huh. She was in Mamma Mia, the Mamma Mia movie. She, I, I really like her. Shame on her that she like chose to put herself in that position and like mess around with somebody's marriage. But, you know, whatever. And She's an adult. We're two weeks away. Yeah, give or take. I am very ready for Loki. Are we really? I need. I am slacking. I literally am watching. I haven't even watched the last two episodes of The Nevers. I've missed the last two episodes of Mayor of Easttown. I'm just not watching anything. And if I do, it's just a little bit of drag race to entertain me. And then I'm going to sleep. <laughs> when, um, when my dad comes to visit or... Well, he, he, he's been on the podcast before with you when you've been no. on, right? Mm-mm, I've never talked to him. All right. We'll have to, I'll have him call you or something. And you'll have to tell me... If the mayor of Easttown accents are good enough to to sync up to my dad, so I don't think so because your dad's accent is very Philly, and you have one too. Like yours comes out every now and then, and it's very Philly. Where the Pittsburgh accent yeah, is it's very not, it's not Westford. Pittsburgh, is it not? No, it's right outside Philadelphia in Delaware County, where where the mayor of Easttown is filmed. Yep, yep. See, I feel like their accents are way less Philly and a lot more. Like Pittsburgh, you know, that's what confuses me because I'm like, are they getting this right? 
because everybody's accents here sound like they're a little bit over in West Virginia. Like, you know what I mean? A little bit because I know West Virginia and Pennsylvania button up to each other. So you're you're like a little bit over there in West Virginia, a little bit in Pittsburgh. Like, you know, I don't I don't hear Philly. When I hear Philly, I hear you and I hear other folks from Philly. I, I have to give you an example. I don't hear that from this movie that or the show. That's why it confuses me because I thought for sure they were like a Pittsburgh suburb. I'll have to watch something on YouTube because I know Kate Winslet talked about how like hard it was to do this accent. She really wanted mm-hmm. to get it right. And mm-hmm. and the suburb accents are a little different from Philly. Like the Philly, the deeper, the more Philly you are, the harder the accent is. And when you're in the, some people in Philadelphia suburbs don't have an accent at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, and Evan Peters has a role in the show. He does. He has a pretty decent role in the show. Although he's another one where I feel like he's such a child or plays such like a, young character that I can't take him serious as this like and he plays an investigator like late 20 something investigator I have a hard time taking him serious because I can't remove him from the roles that he's played in the past that's how I felt about one of my very favorite actors um Joseph Gordon-Levitt in The Dark Knight I thought he was fantastic in The Dark Knight he was but I'm like it's the little kid from Third Rock. I don't think so. I, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I can't, And you know who has removed himself from their character really well? Wilmer Valderrama. Like, he's Fez? On, he's no a, longer. Yeah, he's on a crime show. Is it one of the CSI, NCIS? I think he is. Yeah. I and, think he is. And I think he's been on it for a long, long time. He's a hot piece of ass, that guy. Um, well, we'll wrap up there. <laughs> what's on tap for your tuesday night um i don't know i think i'm gonna go home we have to get pete a new harness he outgrew his he's getting to be a little fat covid weight yeah we got to get him a little harness so we can take him out um for a longer walk i feel bad because it's so tight on his belly um that's really it i borrowed my mom's car today we have to get thomas's towed we just found out that we can so i i am responsible and I'm a AAA member, and apparently it doesn't just work with my cars. It's whatever car I'm a passenger yeah. in, so and a bike. So that's really cool. Yeah, I get my oil changed at the AAA place next to where I live, and the mm-hmm. Tim Hortons, and they're always trying to hustle me. They're like it goes with you. I'm like I am only ever in my car, and so that, my car goes 400 miles a month. Because our cars are older, I like it's already paid for itself for me. And the fact that like part of the reason Thomas's car hasn't been fixed. Is because we legitimately can't get it over to the shop during the time that the shops are open because of our work schedule. So it's just been, and because we didn't want to spend all that money, but like, it's just been obnoxious. So when I found out just like two days ago that I can just get his car triple A'd with my membership, I was just over the moon. I was so excited. You guys so. probably like fist bump the triple A people. You know them so well. Um, almost, almost. I definitely know the AAA folks that come from Sharply Auto. <laughs> One of them was very handsome. His name was Dylan. But um, yeah, I definitely know them well enough because my car was going through it the last three months. Now it's Thomas's turn. Um, well, have a lovely evening. Tow this, tow that, AAA this, AAA that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll text you later. You too. Bye. Bye.